there's this meme out there. If you apply to medical school and don't have any interview invitations by Thanksgiving, your goose is cooked. Or maybe I should say, given the holiday this week, that your turkey is burned. But let's explore that meme and what you should do if your answer to got interviews is a mumbled, crestfallen, disappointed no. Welcome to Admission Straight Talk, the podcast dedicated to graduate admissions and helping you approach the application process thoughtfully and successfully. Your host is Accepted's founder and world-renowned admissions guru, Linda Abraham. At Accepted, our mission is to get you to that unforgettable moment when you read your acceptance email and shout, yes, I'm in, confident you'll be attending the perfect program to help you launch the career of your dreams. Welcome to the 445th episode of Admission Straight Talk, Accepted's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I decided to do a solo show today. This is my second in a row, but don't worry, we're going to go back to normal interview programming next week. Again, this will be just me and you, and this may be the first time in Mission Straight Talks history that I've decided to do two back-to-back solo shows, but I'm doing it. The show is aimed at our pre-med listeners, but I think there is value to other applicant groups as well in, in listening in, but the focus today will be on medical school this time, med and MD and DO programs. Now, as I mentioned, this is Thanksgiving week, a short week, and I have something timely to discuss, so I'm going to to share it. And I'm also going to keep this podcast a little shorter than usual uh, in honor of the short week, and also because I just think I can cover the topic in less time, and I'm not going to keep you on the podcast for no good reason. I'm going to dive into our timely topic in just a second. Next week, as I mentioned, we're going to have a great guest lined up for you again and lots of wonderful guests thereafter. The freebie we're offering with today's show couldn't be more relevant to today's topic. One common reason for no interviews or ultimately rejection for medical school applicants is that they simply aimed too high. And you have to ask yourself, were you really competitive at your target programs? If you're aiming ahead, are you competitive at your target programs? Accepted's med school admissions calculator can give you a quick reality check. Just go to accepted.com slash med quiz, complete the quiz, and you not only get an assessment, but tips on how to improve your chances of acceptance. Plus, it's all free. Again, use the quiz at accept.com slash medquiz to obtain your free assessment. Now, let's face it. It's hard to get into medical school. The process is long, difficult, and grueling. In my opinion, of all the graduate and professional programs, it has the most demanding process. And one of the difficult parts of it, by the way, is the utter silence at this stage of the game. But Leaving that aside for the moment, acceptance rates support my contention. The AMC reports that applicants aiming for the class that entered in 2020, where I strongly suspect acceptance rates were higher than this past cycle that entered in 2021, enjoyed a 41.9% acceptance rate overall. That means that most applicants were rejected. And the news from ACOMAS is even worse. The most recent data, which is only for 2018, shows that of 20,981 applicants to 20 DO programs, 7,415 were accepted for a 35.34% acceptance rate. In other words, almost two-thirds were rejected. 
Now, the data, this data is all for the classes that applied before COVID. It is not for the class that applied through the pandemic when the so-called Fauci effect is believed to have contributed to a surge in medical school applications. The recession probably also had some role to play. Most admissions directors whom I have spoken with are still seeing a high level of applications this year, but AMC data is not yet available for last year's cycle or for this one. And of course, while we're talking about stats and numbers, and the focus tends to be on GPA and MCAT, medical school admissions isn't just about stats. Medical school admissions offices are very serious about holistic review. In my many interviews with medical school admissions directors and deans, when I ask them, how do you winnow it down? How do you, how do you choose from the thousands who apply to the few hundred who get interviewed and then maybe one or 200 who are accepted? It almost always is your essays, your experiences, and your writing, what you've put in the application, not just the grades and the stats. So in addition to competitive grades and MCAT, which you definitely do need, schools want to see commitment to service, the ability to work in teams, exposure to clinical healthcare, professionalism, grit, determination, resilience, strong character, and they expect to see all that and more through your medical school application. Both the stats and that experience as well as the character revealed in your application are going to determine if you get one or more interview invitations between now and March. And yes, I said March. I didn't say Thanksgiving. I didn't say the end of the year. Exhibit has checked with several medical schools and all said they extend invitations beyond November. Most said that they extend them through January and a few through early March. Now, there was a very lengthy thread in SDN. Uh, it was about a month ago, but there are many threads like this. I'm sure they're on Reddit also. And it was titled, Not Hearing Back from Schools. At one point, someone with the handled Hockey and Banjo 73 wrote, so all of this is to say it's too early for me to be sweating if I haven't heard anything, right? End quote. I replied, it's too early for you to be sweating, but never too early for you to be planning. And I would say that in September, once you get your secondaries in, I'd say that in October, I'd say that in November, I'd say that in December. I'd say that until you have an acceptance, basically. And that's what the rest of this podcast is going to be about. What you should do now, let's say at the end of November and the beginning of December, if you haven't received an interview invitation. And I fully recognize, as I said a minute ago, that the waiting and the silence is in many respects harder than the deluge of secondaries that you had to deal with in July or August or whenever it was that you were dealing with them. At least then you were doing something and now you just need to wait. But there are some, there are some things that you can do. And that's what we're going to talk about. And that's what the rest of this podcast is about. What you should do now and going forward. In a nutshell, what you, what you need to do is pursue parallel tracks. The first track, do everything you can to get accepted based on your current application, the one that you've been working so hard on and now are hearing silence about. And that would imply, one, attend online events as appropriate to demonstrate interest and to be prepared for possible interview invitations. Two, accept all interview invitations that you receive from school, schools that you'd be willing to attend until you're accepted at a school you prefer and at a price you're willing to pay over the ones inviting you to interview. At all interviews, dress professionally, 
I know they're virtual. I know they're remote. You might be in your pajamas uh, from the waist down. If that's your pleasure, go ahead. But from whatever the camera can see, you need to be dressed like a professional because you want them to see you as a future professional, as a fellow professional. Send thank you notes after the interview. My third recommendation is that you should do mock interviews with experienced professionals like acceptance consultants before the big event, because they can give you suggestions that will improve your responses, help you avoid mistakes in the interview, and just in general, improve your the outcome, improve your confidence. And the fourth thing I recommend that you do in terms of making the most of this application is send updates to those schools that accept them and consider them and send them when the schools want them and when you have something significant to say. Don't just paper them to death. That, that will do you no good and will ultimately irritate them. When you send updates, make sure those updates are both succinct and substantive. So if you started a new community service initiative, started a new job, got a promotion, did particularly well on an MCAT retake, are taking classes and getting a, a 4.0, Though they'll they'll probably if depending upon the timing it might pay to, to send them send them that update keep them informed of anything that is going to enhance your chances of acceptance your new puppy doesn't qualify so that's one track make the most of this application the second track improve your qualifications so that you will be ready to reapply if necessary if you wait until May or June to figure out that you have to reapply, you will almost always need to, almost for sure need to take another gap year. Now, if you want to take another gap year, that's just fine. But if you prefer to start your medical career sooner, and yes, start earning the salary of a physician a year earlier, then I would suggest that you start planning to reapply this minute. Hope for the best. Hope that that application you submitted will work, but assume that it won't and plan to reapply. Again, pursue parallel paths. And the second path, by the way, will support the first. So what do I mean concretely? Was your MCAT low? Then sign up for an MCAT course, ASAP, so that you'll be able to retake and raise your score. For more on that topic, check out accept.com slash 426, which was a recent interview that I did with an MCAT test prep expert. In addition, again, on the, on the MCAT, if you sign up for it now, you would ideally like to take it March or April. March is even better, but obviously you want to be ready and you want to take it when, when you're ready. And, and ideally in such time so that you get the score back before you submit your MCAS application and can choose which schools you want to apply to based on your score. That's going to be a, a factor. Hopefully it goes up. And then again, if it goes up and you didn't get accepted to the schools that you were uh, applying to, maybe you need to apply to the same schools, the same range of schools, and not really up, up your game there. But in any case, knowing your MCAT score helps you choose the most appropriate schools. Were your grades below average? Then I think you need to consider a formal or informal postback program. For more on that option, listen to, is a postback program right for you at exhibit.com slash 403. And I'll include links to these shows the, in the show notes except.com slash 445. Do you lack clinical exposure? Experience working in underserved communities? And I would say consistent experience in both areas. What about leadership? Have you, uh, do you have leadership experience, teamwork experience? If there is a weakness in your application, work on it now, change it now. Again, 
some uh, several months of consistent experience in these in these areas can really help you in a reapplication. Did you present your qualifications, experience, and story effectively, compellingly? Presentation counts. Your story counts, but you must tell it well. You definitely want to go from your stats to your story and have the admissions people focus on your story and how it shows fit with their school and medicine as a career. I would encourage you to start journaling about recent experiences so you'll have a ready bank of experiences to draw upon if you need to reapply. If your application this time didn't work, you definitely don't want to submit the same thing for two reasons. One, it didn't work. Why do you expect the same thing to work next year? Number two, you want to show yourself as a dynamic, growing individual. And if, you just, if your application basically stops a year ago, you'll be failing to do that entirely. A bonus from all these activities is that you will actually improve the likelihood of acceptance this cycle if you are invited to, to interview or waitlisted, especially if you're waitlisted. If you can show new experiences, you'll be better off. If you can talk about them in an interview, you'll be better off. Well, not so much if you start a post-bac program, that would be later. But if you were to retake the MCAT and get a higher score, again, you would be better off if waitlisted. So a bonus of these parallel tracks is that you number two, the one you don't want to have pursue really, the, the reapplication one will help you with number one. Med school admissions is a marathon, not a sprint, as I'm sure you're realizing it. And you have to plan and train for it like a marathon. I know, I really understand that the silence now is driving you and probably your parents nuts. It's hard. You're just waiting. Why aren't they getting back to me? Is, is, am I toast? I put so much effort into that application. I put my heart and soul into that application. So-and-so got in and has a lower MCAT. You know, all those, I hear that. I hear that. Um, it is hard. But I'm going to tell you that if you pursue these parallel tracks, you will A, improve your chances of acceptance this cycle, and B, be better positioned both from an admissions perspective and an emotional perspective to deal if you are rejected. So you have to be prepared for that possibility of reapplication and position yourself for a successful next cycle, whether it be this year or a following cycle. If accepted the cycle, maybe you will have volunteered a little more than was necessary. Maybe you will have started studying for the MCAT again and will know some foundational material better than you would have otherwise. Neither situation is so terrible. And if you're not accepted this cycle, you'll be in a better position to apply next cycle if that's what you choose to do. You'll also be emotionally better prepared for rejection if you've started preparing for reapplication before you realize that's the situation. And you may avoid the necessity and opportunity cost of an unwanted gap year. If you'd like to know how Accepted can help you, either with interview prep or with advice on how to pursue these parallel tracks, go to accepted.com slash medflash for a flash of experienced one-on-one advising and inspiration that can help you move forward. And a quick reminder, don't miss the med school admissions quiz. That's free. Find out if you're really ready to apply and competitive at your target schools. Take the quiz, accept.com slash medquiz today. And at this point, I also want to wish you a very happy, healthy, and blessed Thanksgiving. We all have a lot to be thankful for. Take a few minutes, even with the aggravation of medical school, to be thankful for what's going right. 
Thanks again for coming. I appreciate your listening. This is Admission Straight Talk produced by Accepted, and I'm your host, Linda Abraham. I'll talk to you again next week.